Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show which connects East and West. I'm from sunny California, the Golden State, living here in beautiful Beijing, city of museums. Today with me is Alex. Hello, everybody. This is Alex Sure, I love the city we're in as much as Jason does, but I'm proudly representing the northeast part of China. But Jason is right about one keyword. It is very sunny today in Beijing, and it's beautiful as always. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. You know what? Actually, Beijing's not my favorite city or anything. Wuhan. Have you been there? Oh my God, I love Wuhan. <gasps> Wuhan is like <laughs> the nicest city I've ever been to in any country. I adore Wuhan. It's as Gorgeous city. Go Wuhan. So, I mean, I'm living in beautiful Beijing. But we should make it. We should make it a goal. Hmm. What goal? Sorry. Go ahead. I was saying we should make it a goal of making Jason the semi-official spokesperson for the city of Wuhan. Just based on how much he has praised about his life <laughs> in the city. My wife and I were literally saying yesterday how much we w- missed it and wished we could live there. It's so beautiful. And it has snow. You Not very much, like a week. And then it has like really hot hot, super sunny summers. It's got rain and, and precipitation in all seasons. It's covered mm. in bridges. It is a city of bridges. There are just bridges everywhere. Now, if you ask a Wuhan run, how many mm. bridges are there? They'll tell you like seven or eight or whatever, because they're, those are the ones that are spanning the Yangtze River. But there are Possibly actually used. hundreds mm. of bridges because there are other waterways all throughout. There's the Han River too, plus tons of little canals and stuff. So there's bridges everywhere. The whole city, there's actually a, a museum of bridges near Near where I uh, used to live. Yeah. It's very lovely. The whole, the town is resplendent, gorgeous. People there have great fashion sense. The best cappuccino I've ever had in, in China, perhaps the world is there. I, I miss it what? all the time. Yeah. There's a, there's a place I can't remember. It's called Walking By Cafe. I just did a promo for you guys. I'm not being paid. They are in <laughs> the old part, the old colonial district of, you know, one of the districts in near, near the center of the city and it's near Jianghan Walking Street, but it's not on, it's just a, a little bit off of there and they have a hell of a cappuccino. They have this giant Italian espresso machine that looks like, you know, some kind of thing out of a cartoon about that kind of thing. It's it's crazy good. That makes me want to go check it out. And you know, the funny thing is, I was thinking about right before we started this uh, recording session, I was thinking, huh, what do I, what does Alex want for her lunch slash <laughs> breakfast? I was literally looking at the, the, the hot, dry noodles from mm-hmm. Wuhan, mm-hmm. and I just had that craving. I'm basically a huge fan of every city that eats noodles for breakfast. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm, a, I'm a huge carbs person. And if you do that in your city, I'm a fan. But, you know, the good thing is, if I really want to check out Wuhan now, mm. I can just hop on a train. A fast train. Fast train from <laughs> Beijing to Wuhan is very convenient. You know, actually, there is a viral video that has been going uh, all over the Internet. And mm-hmm. it has a coin floating, like standing up in the window. It's mine. Like a lot of people stole it and reposted it all over IG, Facebook, uh, Twitter. And, and it's my video, actually. I, Wait, I, I is it really? The it is. Yeah. There's the, there's the one looking to the left from the, the seat and there's a coin yes. sitting there for about 15 seconds. That's mine. I, took I that saw video. that video. Yeah. I didn't know that was you. That was me. Yeah. A oh lot 
podcast my God. My co-host, my co-host like, is an internet sensation. I didn't know that. Yeah, I made it for IG and then I reposted it on Twitter and then just got taken from there. But, you know, it's an amazing idea. So what's really great, and this is what we're really here to talk about today, is it looks like the United States is ready for high-speed rail and it is coming to the United States. Finally? Finally, yes. Well, not just (laughs) finally, but I mean, if I could go back to the United States, go see my mom by high-speed rail, that would be Mm. like, take a two-hour trip and turn it into like a 20 or 30-minute trip and it would just fly by. So I'm excited that the United States is finally stepping up and starting to come into the 21st century with the rest of us <laughs> and build the high speed rail. This is a great thing. So this the one that I'm talking about, because there are a lot of projects that get picked up and put down or not, they lag on. But this one is actually going to move along at speed is a L.A. County. Or it's just outside of L.A. County from to Las Vegas. So you can drive, mm. park your car just outside of L.A. and then get on a high speed rail and shoot over to downtown Las Vegas using a high speed rail that is being built there now. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You know, you could feel what it's like to shorten or or kind of minimize the definition of what long distance relationship is. Because with, <laughs> with a high speed train, you're not really that it's long. Distance. Genius idea, though, right? For, for Las Vegas, if you're like a hotel owner or a casino owner in Las Vegas, like you Los Angeles in LA County, yeah, at Los Angeles is so populated. If you could build a high speed rail between the two, which they're doing, think of the um, and you know the uptick and customers coming in and playing the slot machines that you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, we I think Jason and I, we've talked about the high speed train in China quite extensively in the mm. past, but still it, every day you're you're going to be surprised with the things that you can do with the really quick inner city high speed rail system. We were talking about the other day because one of our friends lives uh, live in Tianjin, mm. right, which is a city that's very close to Beijing, but still mm. if you drive, it's going to be two hours, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the high speed train takes about 30 minutes, yeah. even with the commute to and from the high-speed rail stations in both cities, the whole trip is going to take about an hour for you. And what we are going to do, you know, Jason, we women, sometimes we like to find good deals, <laughs> as everybody should. And we realize that to get the same nail treatment in Tianjin, what? <laughs> it, costs, it costs about, uh, I think... 20% of what it wow. costs here. Yeah, the, the treatment we're specifically so looking at. Even with the train ride added to the cost, Probably. you still get a deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, so my we're going to do that. the same thing, but not for her <laughs> nails. We were flying to Thailand in 2018, I think. Uh-huh. And she's like, we can get plane tickets that cost like 30 or 40% of Beijing to Thailand if we go to Tianjin and fly yeah. out of there. So we actually took the high-speed rail because the the time that it takes to get to the airport in Beijing and the time that it took it's to the get same. the... It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. Because it's the high-speed rail shoots you over to Tianjin and then you just get off and go to the airport. It was yeah. almost identical, but then we got plane tickets to Thailand that were substantially cheaper. Bunch. Yeah, we saved so much money by just... I had a friend, he worked in... Shanghai and he lived uh-huh. in Suzhou every day, five days a week, he would take the high speed rail because to him, because the high speed rail dropped him close to his work anyway, it was essentially like taking the subway because the amount of time to cr- traverse Shanghai by subway versus the amount of time to go from Suzhou to Shanghai was almost identical anyway. Exactly. So he saved a ton on rent by renting a place in Suzhou and working in Shanghai. I mean, and you could basically get, and then the train runs pretty often for these inner city high 
high-speed rails and it's really it's really convenient there it basically makes your whole living parameter like five times bigger than you without know, if you're without these high-speed rails. i really want you know i'm trying to give america more praise lately it's a goal of mine and <laughs> before we continue to talk about how great high-speed rail is in china let's go back to this project so this is yes. from msn.com it was i i lost the date because it's one of those things where you download it and it says yesterday <laughs> so i'm not sure when it was published but it, the title is construction of 10 billion dollar southern california to vegas high-speed rail line set to begin and it says getting to las vegas may be about to get a whole lot easier for southern california residents and so mm-hmm. it goes into the that they're actually building it and that they've got the permits and everything it's going to have five stations uh which are not actually going to be in la county like i mentioned but it's going to save people a ton of time it's going to reduce uh okay so the rail line is expected to take 12 million annual trips and reduce an estimated 400,000 tons of co2 removed wow. from the atmosphere because there won't there'll be less flights there'll be less people driving on i-15 and whatnot so it's also going to create 40,000 jobs during construction, 1,000 permanent jobs for the line to, wow. which will be cons- maybe completed in 2026, possibly 2027. So we're talking about years away. This is, you know, nearly China speed, not quite, but, you know, they're getting there. This is not like the other one, the LA to San Francisco line, which has been in construction for like 30 years or something. <laughs> this is actually- tend to, They tend to take a little longer. So it looks like you, inst- okay, so the one that California is building from LA to San Francisco has largely been done by the government. And it mm. looks like this one is being done by private enterprise, which are eager to get more customers in Vegas. So I'm thinking that maybe in the United States, sometimes the government's just not very capable of doing a particularly good job. And maybe some private investment was what it took to really push this this project off the ground. And mm. I think California residents are going to enjoy it. I'm not actually sure the speed it's going to travel. It's not yeah. in, in this article. But uh, in the, in China, you have two speeds. And I'm not talking about the old trains. I'm talking about the high-speed rail. Most of the lines are 250 kilometers per hour, with some of the lines being 350 kilometers per hour. Yes. So I love looking at the the speed on the little screen. I was like, ooh, I am traveling at 330 kilometers per hour. That's amazing. It is amazing. It's great video, too, for IG, because people are always shocked. What? You're on the ground? (laughs) (laughs) How has it it not taken off yet? You know, what's interesting is China is actually now, I saw a CGTN article yesterday. Uh China is actually in the maglev stage and they're they've got a new line that they're working on that will travel 600 kilometers per hour that's insane i can't even imagine that i don't know it's like what's yeah. that that yeah. means the view is going to be amazing or the lack of view it's just gonna be a the, blur yeah <laughs> it'll be it'll be an atmosphere not actual views you won't be able to really see anything it's to... kind of greenish brown outside <laughs> oh now it's brownish green now it's kind of bluish is that the ocean yeah, man if you think about that now it's between from beijing to shanghai you know some of our colleagues are asking they're they're going to visit in may from singapore and they're like oh is it is it easy to travel from shanghai to beijing because we want to do both places and you know mm-hmm. is it going to be a lot of traveling i said no on the has on the on the high speed rail <laughs> got a southern accent all of a sudden the high a- speed rail they got going <laughs> <laughs> on a- well look we did go to a murder mystery 
uh, dinner last night where we did have to nice excuse. <laughs> yeah, we did have to, you know, pretend we are we live in a trailer park and you know. So I did a little bit too much of that. So it's muscle memory. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna say, I said on the on the high speed rail from Beijing to Shanghai. Now the fastest one only takes you four and a half hours, mm-hmm. and that one's the one that's traveling at three hundred and fifty kilometers. Imagine per when hour. they have maglev. If when they have that, it's like gonna be what? It's gonna be like two and a half hours. Yeah, right, and that's, that's the crazy that's that's shorter time for than the me being stuck in traffic in beijing going from shorter my time place than to my flights. company yeah, yeah you're the shanghai, faster than flights shanghai beijinger i think the flight takes about hour and 45 minutes oh okay so i'm wrong well the so one from here close. to Yantai is an hour and 10 minutes hour and 15 minutes but i take the high-speed rail which takes like four hours and it's way nicer you get the way bigger seats it's way more comfortable you can stand up that's you can the walk thing. around yeah you can walk around and you could use your you could use your computer from the get-go like this yeah, makes yeah, me they sound have like yeah wi-fi yeah it makes me sound like i am like enslaved by my work but you know you could <laughs> you could open your computer the moment you get on the train and you could have it open i always intend for, to and i never do you just fall asleep <laughs> no I get, I get i get just open my phone and then the next thing i know i'm just on twitter and ig i see how many people copied your coin traveling video because <laughs> <laughs> hey, i want to talk about the other line in america between san francisco and anaheim because i got an update hmm. this is the 2023 update for the uh san francisco anaheim LASF basically. Uh, mm. They are hoping that the all of the environmental documents for the entire 500 mile system will be completed by 2025, and they mm. think the first main testing track will be finished from Madeira to Poplar Avenue and t- by 2028. And they think that theoretically they can begin uh, some of the travel from Merced, Fresno, and Bakersfield, so SoCal, but between 2030. <laughs> <laughs> and 2033. So I'm guessing the entire line won't be done until like 2040, basically. From that's so- that's what that's 17 years. Wait. Is it's that insane. correct? Yes, that's 17, 17 years from now. It's, it's, yeah, it's not moving very quickly. But, you know, I guess this is one of those things that if they're able to finally do it, it'll be around for 100 years at least. And so when they finally get this thing built, it's going to be pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to say something nice here. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm spoiled. I'm just spoiled. You know, the? have you heard the recent news that the, the high-speed rail from Beijing to Hong Kong is, is running again? I did. I heard. I read that two days ago or something and i was like Woo-hoo. yeah i'm like i'm gonna get my all of my traveling documents ready when I go to Hong Kong. it's I called the now they anyways. call it the greater bay area that so yeah. they take a whole like five or six city area and they're all one region now yeah and then like i think i think if if our listeners in the united states hear this uh, greater bay area thing you're like, oh you're talking about you're kind of copying bay area but um, if you know Chinese, the way we call Greater Bay Area, it's very homey. We call it Bawanchu, like, you know, when we look at someone who's like a brother, uh, but they're not that much older, we call it like Bawang, Dali, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a way of addressing it. So if there's a high speed train that takes us there with a much shorter time, uh, to go to Bawanchu, the Greater Bay Area, that makes us feel like, again, well, our living parameter is. Well, you gotta think <laughs> about Chinese China. too. Like, San Francisco's called Old Gold Mountain because there's a new yeah, gold yeah, mountain. Yeah. So it's just like this is the greater bay area after yeah. you know and also san francisco is a bay area there are other areas in the united states that call themselves bay areas it's not just the united just san francisco area so there are actually tons and tons of places where there are bays in, in america that call themselves mm. a bay area because they are a in fact a bay area <laughs> so i wanted to mm. talk about all of the high-speed rail projects 
on yeah. the line in the United mm-hmm. States because different communities are trying to build them. So I looked and I found TexasCentral.com and the the title that they have is Nation's First High Speed Train is Ready to Go. And then there hasn't been an update on their website since yeah. September 2020. So I mean, I'm guessing it's ready to go. <laughs> I think they may have dropped the ball on the project. Maybe one of those things that they were really going and then somebody tripped or some part of it had just stopped because there's been no update about this for years. Mm. So I think, you know, in California's high speed rail was like that. You know, you were reading about it in the 1990s. They're like, yeah, California's going to build this high speed rail. And then pretty soon there was just nothing. And then years later, they're like, yeah, we're very serious about it again. And then for years there was nothing. So it's I think Texas is starting its own California's high speed rail nightmare. I mean, a project. Oh, did you really oh, say that? Oh, oh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're listening to The Bridge. Apparently, there are little projects popping up all over. And according to greenbiz.com, can Mm -hmm. high-speed rail finally become a reality in the U.S. August 2022? It says the U.S. (laughs) is so far behind on high-speed rail compared to other countries. It seems the U.S. is Superman and high-speed rail is kryptonite. (laughs) (laughs) However, the more I think about it, the more I wonder. Maybe high-speed rail is Superman and America's car culture is kryptonite. Probably. Mm, probably. But there was a time in the past where California specifically, I'm not sure about the rest of the United States, but I watched a documentary about California. There yeah. were like trains, not high speed rail, but lots of trains that brought people from, you know, more urban areas to more rural areas everywhere. Yeah. The car companies themselves, like Ford and Chevy, all these huge GM companies, they came in and bought them up and dismantled them. Oh, no. What? Yeah, they did. They bought up like 90% of them and dismantled them completely and then uh, lobbied uh, for more highways and then everyone switched to cars. So it's not that wow. Americans love cars. It's that corporate culture created a love of cars. They created movies about cars and music about cars. And Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the original ones, you know, where you drive yeah. in my Chevy up to the levee and like these kinds <laughs> of ideas, they were pushed by corporate culture to ensure that Americans bought more cars. Because if they had trains that could bring them into San Francisco, then they would take that, wouldn't they? So you have to take that apart. Yeah. So a lot of those uh, facilities, this infrastructure was undone, Mm -hmm. torn away so that America would become a car culture. And now we're at the point where, you know, People are starting to look at the environment and think, uh-oh, maybe, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. I mean, the other day, I don't know if you were, um, uh, last Friday, I was trying to get to my dance studio after work and the traffic was just, uh, for some, for whatever reason, the traffic was more insane than it usually gets on a Friday night. And I'm just here thinking, I went on the subway, mm. you know, which took shorter than the than the car ride, which probably gave me huge car sick. And I, I got on the subway and I had seats. So I <laughs> <laughs> and I was just 
thinking, you know, if, if, if just 10% of the people driving on the road could take the train. Yeah. You know, it's, well, you know, it's a- I got to say, I got a similar story because I live out way west, like we always talk about. But it's great as I jump on line one, I'm really close to the beginning of the line. So I always get a seat. Yeah. I'm also careful not to sit in the seats that are reserved for the elderly because I don't want to have to give up my seat later. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's not like we're the most noble human beings. We're just, we're just too lazy to stand up again. <laughs> Gosh. Well, you know, I mean, I guess I would have to if there was like some, you know, 80 year old or whatever anyways. But no one ever really does. Like most people will get up on the edges and then ha ha ha. I still have my seat in the middle. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I love that kind of infrastructure. I love not having a car and I love listing the reasons I don't have a car. I, yeah. I don't like having insurance, which I have to pay for every month. I don't like having to look for a parking space, change my tires, rotate my tires, change my oil, add gas, flush the oil. <laughs> There's so many and then things break down. Insurance goes yeah. up. You have to make car payments. You have to pay for a parking spot in a major city sometimes. So there's just like. 20 reasons not to have a car. It's great to be able to just take public transportation. Plus, I really, I mean, I flew to Senya because it's hells mm. far away. But like yeah. pretty much anywhere else in China that I would go, I would take the high-speed rail because it's very convenient. It's very comfortable. It's very yeah, fast. Yeah, we actually prefer it because the train stations are within the city. And you could get to it in 20 minutes by cab, yeah. you know, or, or half an hour by where we live. And if you live in the southern part of the city, you're even closer to the west. Wherever, like they're in the middle of the city there. Mm, and then there are, yeah, and there are like three different high-speed rail stations just within the three uh, ring roads of Beijing. Yeah. So it's really convenient. Um, and then you don't need to go through. And you know what I hate? I Like one thing I hate about the flight is that mm-hmm. usually if I need to travel for an extensive period of time, then mm-hmm. I need to bring my laptop. I need to possibly bring my, my recording mic. Mm-hmm. I need to bring like other batteries and wires. And then at the security check, you have to take everything out and put it back in. And that, that process is just really, really strong. Yeah. They don't have that on the high speed rail. Yeah. They go through one scanner. That's like a very basic boop. Yeah. You still go through security check, but it's like, okay, you have a laptop. Great. I know you have to work, go through. That's, that's, that's the process. You're right. I wanted to add to that because I think you're onto something really important. Like if you show up at the train station, 20 minutes before your train takes off, you have enough time to go through the scanner and then stand in the line, get on the train. But at, at airport, you need to be what, like 35 minutes before 45, 45 minutes. You have yeah. to check in before 45. Plus, uh, yeah. The, plus, before you get to that, you have to get it, get to the airport, go through at least one security, basic security check, go get your ticket or print it out at the computer or whatever, then go through the security, yeah. then arrive at the go find, go find your terminal. This it's at least <laughs> twice or three times as long the process of taking a flight just to get on the flight yeah you know how you know how when uh, uh i'm not sure if the, the apps other apps social media apps or whatever do the same thing like wechat does but in wechat it, it keeps your steps like you don't need to have extra wearable technology on mm-hmm. you wechat alone with your phone stuff it tracks the steps you make mm-hmm. every time i go to an airport i'm like oh god i'm looking at this <laughs> it's gonna be another seven thousand steps that i have to take <laughs> just in the airport because i have to just walk all the way to my gate Hmm. Well, you know, it's, I think it's really interesting because the train stations are much more like giant bus terminals, kind of like you just show up and get on. And what's really cool about the Chinese uh, high-speed rail, and I'm not saying this is going to come to America, is you mm. don't actually even need a ticket anymore. If you want a yes. fa piao, you can't. Exactly. You, get, you, you stand in a line, you scan your ID card, and then it knows you're supposed to be on the train. 
you sit down in your seat, yeah. if you are in the correct seat, you will never have a problem. But if you're in the wrong seat, I want to ask this ahead, question. Um, I don't know when was the last time you went back to the States. I think it's been a while, right? I don't know if it's still... 2018, 2019. 2019. And then the, 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 the ID that most people use is still their driver's license, right? Yeah, well, if you don't, I mean, everyone has a driver's license. You can get a state identification card, which looks exactly like a driver's license, but you can't use it to drive. Oh, like the ID NYC thing. I don't know if that's a, that's the, I got that before I came, I left uh, the, the United States, but I don't think that card uh, or at least her driver's license which most people use that doesn't store any information in it right it's not it ha- like the it has a black strip on the back that does something but it doesn't seem to do anything wherever i've gone <laughs> yeah i think because that's the thing i mean it's yeah, probably Chinese hard. Have rfid inside so yeah our our id card we could swipe it we just tap it on the on this machine and then it has our train ticket information in it so you don't have to have a like hold a physical um yeah. physical ticket and and then that piece, that ID card, it also, like for me, if I need to go to the, the bank, I don't have to line up at the window because they have machines. I just put my yeah. ID card on it. It shows everything. It shows everything that I, I have within this bank and I can just... I just yeah, do all of the operations. I want to comment on that too. I went to the bank uh, a couple months ago because one of the things I have to do if you have savings accounts in a foreign country over a certain amount, and I don't remember what that amount is, you, but I have to file with a, a, a like a drug enforcement agency in the United States. <laughs> it's not the main one; it's a different one. Yeah, and I have to uh, declare exactly how much money I have at the peak of my having money in that. So. I had to go into two different banks in, in, in China. And instead mm. of standing with a teller, I tap my green card uh, and it, it brings up all of my bank information. And I'm able to yeah. go to the date where I have the most money, take out my phone, take a picture. So I had that information to send to my uh, my attorney, my tax attorney in the United States to file all this documentation with the United States government telling mm. them how much money I have. So I don't have to even put my ATM card in and punch a number or stand in a I could just walk up to a computer that's like a table and yeah it, yeah it's just very interactive it's amazing yeah and just to add on and i swear we're gonna stop talking raving about the system but <laughs> you know when i when i thought i lost my passport and i had to go get a, a new passport because i was going to travel in a few months and i was like oh my god this is going to be like the most gruesome process and I have to prove everything, whatnot. I went to the the entry exit bureau in, in Yonko going in the Lama Temple. You know that place. I went there and the only human being I talked to was the first gentleman I asked where I should go to get a repl- pa- passport replacement mm-hmm. at the sort of the, the, the information desk. Everything else was done on a machine. And mm-hmm. then seven days later, I got my new passport. You know, interestingly, a lot of people in media in the last couple of years have been predicting the end of the passport. I don't know when it's going to happen, Please. <laughs> but in the next ten, within the next 10 years or so, passports are likely to not exist. It's such a, like a, a chunky piece of document to carry with you. And if you lost it, it kind of, my friend's passport got stolen when they were traveling in Italy. Oh my God. Hmm. It took them like, I think extra eight days to come back. Well, you know, oh, well, oh, yeah, that's that's part of the problem. But this is a viral video. It's been contested both ways in terms of this is this good or is this bad. But people can go to some grocery stores and some other places in China. And my I've seen my wife do it. 
and you stand in front of a, a computer and it scans your face and you can pay with your face. Yeah. Summer, Summer's got it all set up, so she does it often. So I do it too. <laughs> but there was a video that went viral on the internet about a month or two ago where people were saying, oh, no, this is terrible. Why? And everyone else is like, this is so convenient. Yay. And yeah. it was like split down the middle in terms of like how people felt about this. Because uh, yeah. some people are scared. They're being tracked. You know, the reality is everyone's being tracked. So it's why not just take advantage of paying your Exactly. <laughs> like you're not going to be able to fight the overall techno technological yeah. trend. I'm not saying. United States. This is coming. Yeah. It's just going to be a little later than than China because China is a little ahead of the curve in technology. Yeah, we're and then this is it's it's kind of um you know I saw a video recently. Um, people are asking this. This came from a previous testing of a certain tech giant tech company when the the other CEO tested testified in front of Congress and they were asking them about you know um uh, China has WeChat Pay and Alipay. Why can't Facebook? <laughs> Why can't they have Facebook pay? <laughs> and then the CEO just said, you know, quite honestly, their inf infrastructure is a lot more modern than our infrastructure. So they were able to they were able to push everything, you know, tech infrastructure. One moment. Um, they're able to push it really fast. Please remember what you're saying. You're listening to The Bridge. As long as we're talking about everything high tech, did you want to comment a little bit about what you thought of uh, the CEO of TikTok being grilled in front of Congress? I can't. <laughs> right. Sorry. I thought about that. Well, I, I thought <laughs> I thought a lot about it. I thought the, it, this was a demonstration that the U.S. Congresspersons do not understand anything about technology. So I will say I will say it was hard for me to watch, <laughs> not just from the, the questions that were being asked, because I watched the I watched the the, the, the hearing that uh, Mark Zuckerberg did as well. Hmm. And I was just like, I was like, OK, they're going to ask the same questions. They're going to ask the same questions that people who actually live in a today's world that's filled with technology wouldn't even think to ask. Mm. So I had expectations of how kind of unexpectedly irrelevant questions Just that they were going to ask. Ridiculous, stupid questions. And, but <laughs> what I didn't, it was hard. With the, the thing that was hard for me to watch was that they were constantly interrupting him. And I know it's a tactic. I know that's not about uh, essentially what he responses um, but still, I'm like, okay, I get it. I get that's how Congress works. But as someone who's from a, it's really kind of just impolite to interrupt people like mm -hmm. that. And, and, and from a culture that really praises that for me to watch that whole thing. I couldn't watch it. I watched it for like three minutes. I had to turn it off because I was getting boiled. I was getting so pissed off. I didn't off. watch the I'm whole like, thing consecutively. I just saw bits uh, that were discussed on online. But, I couldn't. I but couldn't. it was just the dumbest things about like pupil dilate. Oh my God. Where do these What did they say? They said, did they say I, I don't that, remember does which Does it track your eye it. movement? <laughs> yeah, d yeah. It was like, does Wi-Fi, do they use Wi-Fi to track your pupil dilation? It's like, what are you, I mean, okay. I don't even know where to begin with the, how many different levels of stupid <sighs> were in that. Anyways, let's move on. So uh, <laughs> sometimes uh, my fellow Americans like to say America already has high speed rail. So I want to uh... I want to I want to I want to talk about why that's not true and put this one to bed forever. So yes. there is a train route that is about 49.9 miles long of a 457 mile route called 
Acela, A-C-E-L-A, which travels at 150 miles per hour. And the reason this is not really high-speed rail is because it doesn't meet international qualifications as high-speed rail because it doesn't travel fast enough. That's fun. Oh. Firstly, it doesn't travel fast enough, and it's only a very tiny portion of the route. So t- sometimes fans of this Northeast Corridor, Acela, in northeastern United States between Washington and Boston, say it's high-speed rail. But it's actually, it's like one-ninth of it is kind of almost high-speed rail. So no, I'm sorry. The United States does not currently have high-speed rail. Go ahead. Between D.C. and Boston and 13 stops, it can't be. be (laughs) The speed wouldn't be able to get too high. Just get high enough in speed and then slow down again. We need to slow down, exactly. (laughs) But oh, that's it's interesting because I don't think I uh, noticed or if it existed when I was living in Boston. I was traveling to D.C. quite often, but always by airplane. I've never traveled between Boston and DC by train. And we've talked about this previously. My train experiences were not the nicest. You know, there there are movies recently. There's uh, that one movie called, I think it's called The Swan Song uh, featuring uh, Mashallah Ali, who's one of my favorite actors. And they depicted this like you know cutesy uh, romantic encounter of the the male and the female lead uh, where how the male lead thought it was his chocolate and then um uh, it wasn't it was the girl's chocolate and the girl was like eating the chocolate and he's like how dare you eat my chocolate and they just they just <laughs> what? they just they just fight over the sort of fight they didn't fight physically but they fight each other with their the looks on their faces and then when she gets off the train he realizes it was actually her chocolate because his chocolate was still in his pocket and then mm. he's like oh my god that's such a meat cute thing and then he's he can't stop thinking about it that story will never happen in real life on a train, on an Amtrak train in America. You will be, you will be like meeting people. Well, first off, there's not that many people. Like I've never had, I've never been on a, a train that is packed. Yeah. When I take the Amtrak, uh, which I do every time I come back to the United States, I am like alone. It's like me and like three other people on the yeah. same, in the same car. So yeah. So it's a little awkward to just talk to one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the last time I had a little boy, he kept turning around in the seat in front of me and staring at me for like 10 minutes at a time. So he was my, he was kind of my entertainment besides reading my book. You know, I arrived in America. I didn't have Wi-Fi. I had a Chinese phone. Anyways, I wanted to say this because this comes from U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg which is Mm. surprising. I actually didn't know he was the U.S. Transportation Secretary until I did this research. And according to USHSR, so ushighspeedrail.com, he said, I just don't know why people in other countries ought to have better train service and more investment in high-speed train service than Americans do. And according to the same website, a study by Georgetown University estimates that a $1 trillion investment in infrastructure, this kind of infrastructure, would create 11 million new American jobs over 10 years. So, Mm. you know, one of the things that people like to see is how is going to impact the economy. And it would definitely be healthy for the economy, according to USHSR.com. Yeah, it creates jobs and it makes people's commute a lot easier. So. I mean, 
I think the reason that the Amtrak oftentimes isn't full is because you're on the Amtrak watching cars zoom by you. So like, it's not efficient. <laughs> like, it's not an efficient way to get I'm sorry, somewhere. That is such you just a... ask your friend, "Hey Tim, dude, could you take me to Sacramento?" And you'd be like, "When do you need to go? I don't know, man. Okay, so I'll take you." And then you get there instead of you get on the Amtrak and it takes you like four hours or something. So yeah, <laughs> I think the problem is that the the current existing infrastructure of, for trains in the United States is slow and kind of clunky. So it yeah. needs to be dramatically overhauled and completely, you know, one of the things that I think is holding people back is what, what was that hyperloop thing? So everyone's yeah. like, oh, we'll just have yeah. hyperloop and travel at a billion miles an hour. Well, uh, that's not happening. So why not just go with HSR, which is a proven technology in Europe. It's a proven technology in Japan. It's a pro- way proven technology in China. Here in China, yeah. yeah. So this exists, this works, this, you know, is something the United States States has the technical capability to build a well, and it could. So it's, it seems like the. <laughs> you know what that mentality reminds me of? Yes, please. It reminds me that mentality reminds me of when I say, "Oh, I'm going to lose weight, and then I'm going to lose thirty pounds. If I can't lose thirty pounds, I'm not going to lose any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lose ten first. Lose ten first. Well, you know, when I was successful losing weight once upon a time, I yeah. I, I would reward myself with three mantras. If we're going to go that route and talk about weight for a second, well, mantra uh-huh. number one, I would tell myself that food is not for pleasure mantra, yeah mantra number two was hunger means it's working <laughs> and, oh my god and mantra number three was it, even if you only lose three pounds or so you're gonna feel better about yourself so every time i would mm. lose a couple of pounds i'd look at myself and say yeah i feel better than i did three pounds ago and so it made me helped me keep going a little bit yeah, anyways so we're totally not talking about first. that <laughs> we're totally not talking about that though uh so I think this is as an American, I mean think I think that lots of other Americans are eager to see this be developed, especially young Americans. I yeah. think younger Americans are m- far more likely to want to have advanced, you know, 21st century modern infrastructure f- as, as tr- terms of their transportation. Gone are the days where people want to take a beetle across the United uh, across <laughs> Highway 66 to emulate some novel that it, you know was written a hundred years ago. People yeah. want to get to where they're going so that they can have a good time in the place that they're they they seek to arrive at. <laughs> They don't mm. want to stop at gas stations and comment about the crows anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like I get the I get the appeal of a cross country drive. Mm. What do you call those? A road trip, mm. you know. But I, it's just that my dear, my dear, dear friend. I hope he's listening. To, he's listening to this. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to him to force him to listen. My dear, dear friend Hal, who moved to the United States recently. He, he before he came back to China in 2018, he was living in D.C., uh, Baltimore. So he had his car in Baltimore and now he's like, I need to go back and I need to bring my car to uh, Los Angeles, which is the new city I'm going to live in. Mm-hmm. But I want to drive my car. I want to drive because that's the easiest way. You know, I, have to sh- I don't have to ship. It. I don't have to purchase extra tickets. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. dude, did you think about how long it's going to take? He's like, yes, I did. <laughs> when he eventually went. I texted him because I didn't hear from him for like a good two, three weeks. And I said, dude, are you still alive? And he said, barely. He said, I, <laughs> he said, I just arrived in, in L.A. He's like the whole I said, how long were you uh, on the road for? He said 11 days. And he oh said, my God, he said, I ran into everything. Uh, 
storm, hurricane, <laughs> whatever, like, you know, like everything that you could think of that would stop me from going. And he's like, I feel like my, you know, my, I'm starting to have rashes because I was, <laughs> I was sitting for too long and I'm so, I'm believably exhausted. I well, like, I don't I know if you I there are better ways agree. to go. I mean, actually, I'm, I, I think I'm somewhere between the comment I just made and the comment you just made. So uh-huh. friend of the show, Morris, he likes to take road trips across China and he packs him, him and his family and sometimes another family and they'll take two or three cars and they yeah. will travel around China for a few days. And I think that's, you know, if I lived in New York and I really wanted my car, I might drive it across the United States, too. But what I certainly wouldn't do is like, you know, go frequently across the United States. It'd be like yeah. a one time kind of thing. So yeah, I I don't I wouldn't mind necessarily traveling long distance. I've done it. I've traveled from California to Canada by car. But uh, you know, I think it's better if I if I if I could do it again right now, I'd rather drive to Sacramento, get on a high-speed train and zoom to BC and get off mm. in Vancouver. That would be way more convenient, way faster. I wouldn't have had to like stay overnight in in uh where did it? it was some kind of park in Oregon. <laughs> like there was like a forest yeah. and we pretended to be campers and just slept in our car and then just drove off the next day. Yeah, you know, one thing I do want to try is um what do you call those things? Not a RV. Oh yeah, mm. I do want to try traveling in 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 that just so that I could have a a a mobile hotel room. A lot of retirees in America do that. <laughs> you should do that. You know, when I think I think it's also becoming common for people who like. There's a whole group of people. I'm not saying there's millions of them, but there's definitely thousands of them who have unplugged from reality and decided yeah. to stop working and they've decided to just live in their RV. And so they, they drive out and they live in one community for a few weeks and then they drive to another place. And then like they make videos and post them on IG and maybe they get odd mm. jobs here and there. And they've basically given up on living the traditional American life and they've become kind of no nomadic. And you could find a lot of them on like social media on like Instagram specifically or on YouTube where they're, they're broadcasting their life on the road. I yeah. think that's great, but I'm worried about what happens when, you know, they maybe have a health problem or something because mm. probably not then these people, a lot of them may not have things like medical insurance. That's true. Yeah. So that's a problem that's in, a, in a place without universal medical care, unplugging from reality becomes dangerous. I agree. But if it's just for an experience, I'm all up for it for just like five days or something. Let me try it. You're listening to The Bridge. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the different levels of poshness you can experience in China's high-speed rail system. Yes, please. Standard class, where you just go into just a normal economy class, is a little bit small. And my wife was like, oh, it's fine. And we actually booked that to, where did we go? I can't remember. Somewhere recently. Mm. We we booked the standard, it was to Yantai for Chinese New Year. And we were on our way and she was, I was like, see, it's way smaller than you anticipated. And then so halfway (laughs) there, she updated so we stopped at one stop and moved to first class yeah and we were like ah first class yes first class is not the first class there's another class called business there's class the business class yes yeah. have you ever ridden business class of course of course of course i haven't i'm not i'm not gonna spend <laughs> oh god much. could you tell us a little bit about that experience alex oh can i of course um <laughs> i'm moving i'm moving around so much because i love that experience you know how how that the airbus 380 or whatever one of those the fancy uh airplanes if you if you pay uh, first class then you get mm. like a pod 
right? Mm-hmm. Like you have a pod and you, there are a place to rest your feet. And then you have like a lot of Slippers. sort of counter slippers and counter space where you could put your stuff yeah i mean it's not that level of first class but the business class if you do travel with the on a high-speed train uh in for the for business class seats you get a pod as well mm. so you could you could basically sort of lie down um it, it moves up and you have place to put your feet in their slippers and the, the the best thing that i love about business class is that it's completely separated from other from those uh, other people. <laughs> you know, there's fewer people. I don't want to see the poor people today. <laughs> yeah, it's just quieter. It's a lot quieter. And then mm. it's 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 not that many seats available, we have to say. For each train, there's probably like uh, 10, 20, whatever, if, if not that. Mm-hmm. If, it depends on the train. Um, but if you can get on that, it's usually really, really quiet. And you definitely have enough space to put your luggage. Um, and they will provide you with water, snacks. And it's just it's just such like... We get water and snacks in first class. Uh, But you don't have the the separate space on the train, Jason. (laughs) And the seats, first class seats are already pretty comfortable, right? It's the bigger, it's it's taller and it's uh, it's pretty soft and you can lean back like a lot because you have more leg room as well. But the first class is like, you could basically have a proper rest. And because it's a pod, it also gives you a little sense of, um privacy and of course it has charging ports and first class has charging ports as uh-huh, well yeah yeah okay. uh-huh. so it's a little bigger that's all i got yeah. slippers and it's a little bigger uh, first class is enough <laughs> no but seriously i think most time first class is enough and apparently i um recently discovered even with the fuxing train fuxing train is what latest high speed trains are high-speed trains are called, right? Within the Fuxing train system, there are, I think this is new, there are smart trains, which basically means the Wi-Fi service signal is better and you have charging port, whatever class you're riding, whether mm-hmm. second class or first class or business, there's charging port for everybody. Wow. So I'm wondering what the amenities on the California Las Vegas <laughs> are going to be um, like. I'm really curious. I think I might even go back to the United States as soon as they open the line. In 2027, to, to, to experience. It. Yeah, I've never been to Vegas anyway. If I could just fly to LAX and get like a, a car, a bus or something to take me out to this uh, high speed rail place and then yeah. zoom over to Vegas and have a couple of days there just to just to try out the HSR. I don't even care about Vegas that much, honestly. I'd really just be interested to see what yeah. American high speed rail is going to be like. You know, I got to take the high speed rail in Japan. Have you had that opportunity? Not yet. Interesting enough, my friend was asking me to join her on her trip to Japan, but I can't settle on the date, my wife so. was so eager to travel by high-speed rail in japan to experience it that when we we arrived in tokyo our whole trip uh-huh. was tokyo we were going planning on going we were we took some buses to go to mount fuji at one point but our yeah. whole the rest of our entire week or two there was like just tokyo but she got the high-speed rail tickets because you get a line or two where you get unlimited rides so we yeah. on one day we got on the train went to the next city north and then we walked around the city had breakfast we got on the train again went north got off in another city like Sendai or something got yeah. around walked around had lunch got on the train shot north to another city walked around looked at some art in a park and then we're like oh, okay we need to get head back for you know it's going to get dark eventually and stuff but you know yeah. we had the opportunity just to play and go wherever we wanted i'm wondering if china shouldn't do something like that where you could just get like a week pass and just play with the train because 
Imagine all the cool, you could just zoom around and see three or four or five cities and like, have, it's a really good time, actually. You know what? That actually would be pretty popular if it's a good deal. I think a lot of young kids are going to love that. You know how we, we yeah. all like to travel to different cities and it, it it doesn't have to be cities, but the most amazing travel uh, destination. Yeah, we just want just to go up. places together. Right. Yeah. And then I think if you do that, if it's a good deal, a lot of at least college kids are going to really jump on it and they're going to take five or six days and go to three or four different cities and it'll be easy for them even more five or six days and you could just go zoop you're in xian zoop you're in gansu zoop you're somewhere it would be hella fun i mean you could go to like two cities a day then people say well how yeah. many cities in china have you been you wouldn't even believe me <laughs> you know you know speaking of going to places the zoop to to, to to different cities uh you know how i was talking about noodles at the beginning of this mm -hmm. episode um there are there are videos on the chinese uh douyin uh, it, it was kind of trendy at the moment. A lot of food uh, vloggers were doing that. They'll be just like, oh, they wake up and, and they wake up one day and they're like, what do I want to eat for lunch today? Hmm, mm. I want to have the Xi'an uh, <laughs> hot oil spilled noodle. And they're like, okay, then let's just go there and they just jump on the train. <laughs> and they go there for lunch. They make their video. They come back in the afternoon. That's it would be, yeah, that'd be really cool. Actually, I think I think it's something worth considering because it's only, it's <laughs> it's only a few hours between major cities. Wuhan is so far from Beijing, but I think it's like four or five hours to get there from Beijing. That's so crazy because I remember I remember when I first went to Wuhan or when I first went to Hubei when I was I think I was eight or nine years old, and mm -hmm. that's like twenty five years ago almost. I remember being on the plane for almost three hours mm. for or like three and a half. And now it takes just a little bit longer than that. But you'd be sitting on a train and you're there. That's that's how much it has advanced in the past 20 years. Well, actually, my wife and I were talking about using the high speed rail to take our next vacation because the last right. vacation we, we wanted to just go to Senya. So beautiful yeah. Senya. Oh, my gosh. By the way, we went we had yachting. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so, so jealous. She booked it at the hotel. She got some super price. I'm not even going to say because it was embarrassingly low. But we got yeah. to go out on a yacht and then we went scuba diving and there was opportunities for her. She went jet skiing and all kinds of stuff. It was absolutely gorgeous. And it was super affordable too. We, we paid like a quarter of the actual price because they were just like, we need more people in the seats. And she's like, well, we're not going unless, you know, it's this price. And they're like, well, <laughs> more money then. Go ahead. And so, woohoo. Anyways, Good we, for we you, flew Summer. to Senya and we flew back and we we stayed in one city, Senya, the whole time. But our next vacation, we feel that that was kind of wasteful and we want to see more China. So our next vacation, we're thinking about going flying into Chengdu or taking the high-speed rail to Chengdu and then uh -huh. high-speed rail to Chongqing, then high-speed rail to, I can't remember the name of it. It's where the Three Gorges Dam is. Yichang. Yichang, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I wanted to say that, but I didn't know if it was right. Yeah, and then take high-speed yeah. rail to Wuhan, <laughs> Wuhan where we, we love. So we're thinking about mm. going to like four cities in like eight days or something something. And that way we can tick off Sichuan and Ch Chongqing as places that we've been. And we would get to nice. see a lot more places. And that's one of the really convenient things about having high-speed rail yeah. is that you can just zoom, zoom, zoom all over the place. Zoom, zoom, zoom. I love that sound effect so much. Um, I think I think if we're talking about future travel plans, I really think my next uh, big plan is probably to take the train from Beijing to Hong Kong because I mm. I have never I didn't even envision we'll have a train that travels from Beijing to Hong Kong within a reasonable hour. Mm. Um, and the, I think the train leaves around ten in the morning and mm. it arrives in either city depending on what your departure city is within eight hours. Wow, really? 
yeah, you you get on the tra- the train leaves at ten, and then the arrival time is like uh, six fifty. Yeah, it's well, like you've been nine to Hong hours, Kong before, right? Yes, I have, but yeah. I've always been flying there. What things in Hong Kong uh, do you like to go do and see and taste? There is this intersection that I forgot because it's last time I went there it was like twenty twenty eight to twenty twelve, I think, or two thousand eleven. Actually, I was I went there to get my TOEFL test to prep for mm-hmm. my application. My friend took me to this intersection. I think it's called Miao Jie or something. I can't say it in mm-hmm. Cantonese. I'm sorry. And it's an Cat intersection. <laughs> no. <laughs> A great translation. Thanks. Not that, but um, <laughs> it's filled with these you can't call those places restaurants it's just kind of a stand yeah yeah and it's a street food uh, uh attraction but mm. the we had that spicy stir-fried crabs that just just blew me away and mm. then the it's a night market kind of thing and everybody was traveling around um and then my favorite food to have in hong kong is the desserts mm-hmm. hong kong does like that cantonese style dessert it's mm-hmm. oh it's I, always i'll always have a soft spot in my heart for that so with that it's super like available and you can get good ones everywhere and honestly the only thing i didn't try in hong kong that i really want to make up for is the nightlife experience because last Mm. time uh, last three times i went to hong kong was all with my my dear mother um and i wouldn't be able to you know because it was just me and my mom so we're staying in the same hotel room and it was hard for me to i can't sneak out at night to go see what the bars are like or you know see what it's like at night um because I, I just I just feel like nightlife of a city is always kind of important mm. for Alex. For so Alex. I like to for Alex, not for everybody. It's for Alex. So I really want to go and check out some really nice bars or like, you know, hotel bars that, that have great views of the entire Hong Kong. Mm. And I definitely want to go hiking. I want to go hiking there as well because people really mean about. like where the giant Buddha is. I, I have no clue. People are just like, oh, it's hiking in this place and that place. And they just throw names yeah, there's a ton around. Of areas over there. Yeah. Yeah. And they just throw names around as if I, I would know where they are. But I want to go. I want to go have a, a different experience. Mm. I really want to see because it's been over 10 years since mm. I last went. And mm. I know things are a lot different now. And thanks for the high speed train. I could make it like a three day, five day trip. You know, I got to say, I, I was I went to Hong Kong and I was like, meh. But I did, I did enjoy one thing. I went to the Buddha. I went to different Buddhist temples. I went to like the pier. I went everywhere. I was like, oh, it's okay. But one thing that I really, really, really liked is one of the foods. We went Mm. to a cheap diner, like, you know, just a local diner. And what's really cool is they have a mix of East West. So we were able to get like a, an American kind of style food where you have two sausages and like two eggs with hash browns and stuff and ramen noodles and i can't even tell you how happy that meal made me feel <laughs> the first morning we woke up we just kind of found our way there it was like okay we'll yeah be here. and then i was like i love this place so much and then every single day that we were in hong kong we went to the same diner to eat oh, the same breakfast it was so good oh food wise food wise i have to say it's just so it's such an amazing place for all types of food and discovery asia did this series of uh, kind of like you know uh, international chefs working in hong kong making just bringing so much value to what this place has to offer so mm. definitely worth checking out and i will i will say this when you're asking what's what am i most exciting about when i go to hong kong this is gonna sound <laughs> so weird i was super super excited to walk by the police station of kowloon 
<laughs> because of all the Hong Kong movies you watched as a kid? Yes. <laughs> That's great. I just want to, yeah. cl- we're going to close. And I wanted to say for, I think when finally we get some high speed rail in, in America, and I think it's real gonna, ones, I think it's going to be LA to, to Las Vegas. I think Americans are going to change their mind about high speed rail because people are going to go there. They're going to try it. It's going to make its way into some TV shows and movies. Yeah. And, and people are going to be like, why didn't we have this the whole time? And like, so all we need is one. One really good line in America, and I think this might yeah. be the one, and it's going to completely transform America. So this is going to be the seed that grows, you know, the high-speed rail empire in America. That's my opinion. I can't prove it, but you're going to watch. We'll all see in the next 10 years. Uh, in 2026, 2027, when, <laughs> when this line opens, I swear it's going to tra- be transformative to American uh, ideas about the kind of infrastructure <laughs> that Americans deserve. You deserve this, America. Don't deny yeah. yourself. You deserve this. Or before that, come to China and travel between yeah. Beijing and Shanghai and Absolutely. see it for yourselves. All right. Thank you all for your time. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Jason. Time flies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.